Win something one time and it could be a fluke. Do it twice and people know you're for real. Win it three times and we use the word dynasty. And if you win something a fourth time, now we're talking about total dominance. For the fourth time, the Oklahoma Association of Broadcasters has named Aaron Kauks the Skinny on Sports Report the non-metro sportscast of the year. Good afternoon, Western Oklahoma. I'm Aaron Kauk, and this is the Skinny on Sports Report. Congratulations, Aaron. Or should we say, Mr. Four-Timer. Now keep on dominating. Balls fall. You want good words? Data language. Talk real sports with a real man. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. And now here's the be-all, end-all, know-it-all of high school, college, and pro sports. Aaron Skinny Cow with the Skinny on Sports. We're talking about practice, man. I'm the MVP. And a good Paul Jones drug Tuesday morning out there, Western Oklahoma. Welcome to the Skinny on Sports right here on 98.1 FM, the sports animal. Glad to have you along for the next hour. Got all kinds of different things to discuss. NBA, Thunder tonight. Got seven games left. Look at the standings to see kind of where they're at. What needs to happen? Who do you need to be rooting to lose? if you're wanting to see the Thunder make it into the play-in or maybe even the playoff. Did Joel Embiid duck the Joker last night? What a disappointment that was. Thinking you're going to have an MVP battle for the ages and Embiid doesn't doesn't show up. That kind of stinks. Should that affect anything going with the MVP vote? NCAA tournament. I'm going to have you everybody rate your tournament experience so far. One to ten. One being nah. Ten being it's the greatest so far. Rate your tournament. Rate the tournament. Uh, we'll talk about whether or not this is going to be normal or this is just an anomaly to have these three first-time teams. And do you hope it continues to be like this? And then here's the question. Would you rather have this year's Final Four or last year's Final Four? Last year's was Duke, Carolina, Kansas, Villanova. So they cannot be more polar opposite Final Fours in back-to-back years than what we have right now. Uh, Mike Tannenbaum, if you don't know who he is, he's been a GM in the NFL before. He released a mock draft. So it's not just the Kuyper-McShay back and forth. We actually got a guy that's done this, been in that room to make draft picks. So we'll go over and kind of look, look down through his questions I want to ask you. Not only Jared, but also you guys, the listeners. Who do you think the Panthers are going to take first now that they've traded with the Bears to grab that number one overall pick? And who would you take if it was you? It probably goes hand in hand with the next question, which is who do you think the best quarterback in the draft is? But who's or or who's the best player overall in the draft? How far is Jalen Carter going to drop? Somebody's going to get a heck of a talent way down the list than they thought they were going to. How many running backs will go in the first round, and what position will the Dallas Cowboys be looking for in that first-round draft pick at number 26? That's kind of what I got on the docket for today. If you got something else, feel free to chime in. 225-9698 is the phone or the text line. 
980. Give us a call, shoot us a text. We can talk about any of those things or whatever else might be on your mind. Feel free to chime in at 225-9698. If you're going to be outside the listening area, you can still stay in, t- stay in touch with us live. You can log on to kadsam.com. You can download the app. The app's got it all. It's got radio. It's got the Penny News. Brand new edition of that Penny News hits the website tonight at midnight, thepennynews.com. It's got the live streaming of, of sports and the high school ranks, Big Elk and Paragon TV when those are going. We've also got the Skinny on Sports podcast. If you missed the show entirely, you'd be able to check us out. KADSAM.com or iTunes. And I noticed that it's updating very well right now on iTunes. Seems like on a daily basis like it's supposed to be. So great job to Jared Atha. How are you, Jared? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm very well. Good Monday night? Yeah, we uh, went hit a little. Why don't want to go hit? So uh, we got supper kind of ready to go in the oven. Put it in the oven. Kara stayed and did her working out process. So we went and hit a little bit in one of the fields. I've got stickers in my shoes from that <laughs> still that I can't get out. Uh, but we did that, and then we ate, and then we uh, just kind of sat around and discuss certain things that's going on in our family's life and made a plan for the rest of the week what about you uh, very good i am uh, just very uneventful no practice nothing nothing really on tv just hung out yeah we didn't even turn tv on yeah i'm finding more and more i'm not doing that as much unless there's appointment watching to happen like ncaa tournament or thunder basketball or something but the, if there's nothing We'll just turn on music and just go about our business. Make sure the girls get their homework done if they have any, and kind of same way, just you know, value our family time together. Yeah, it's, I mean, you know as much as I do. There's very rare. It's it's going to be very rare from now until July that there's a night where there's nothing going on. Right, you're Whether out it be practice or playing or, or games or tournaments. Right. Suddenly, your family is increased by how many with all your baseball and softball parents and family. <laughs> you know what I mean? Kids. So, but yeah, when you have those opportunities where it's just you and, you and the family at home, you take advantage of it. Ask them how their day was. What happened? My favorite question is, what's the best part of your day? What was the best part of your day? And just let them go. That's, we have and a- it was book fair yesterday. And they just showed me all the stuff they got at the book fair. Well, that's we have a list of questions we go through when we sit down and eat supper every night. Yeah, yeah, and that's one of them. What was the best part of your day? Yeah, sometimes it's the little things, right? What was the worst part of your day? I don't go what there. What would you change? I don't go there. I got girls that get a little emotional about things. Oh, that's probably. So I'm like, you know what? We're not going to talk about the negatives. Let's just talk about the positives. Stay happy. It's probably. You know, sometimes we don't. That that question doesn't make it around to care. Because you know what else is on my horizon teenagers yeah teenage girls yeah some i already got one kind of a preteen. she's getting her own style doing her own hair doing all that stuff you know closing her door if you walk in without knocking you're in trouble <laughs> yeah that's when i'd say uh i built this house well i knock on the she goes who is it I go your father yeah Oh, yeah, oh, sorry, yeah. don't have time for you. Yeah, she never turns me away, though. That's, that's good. Sorry. <laughs> We're all full in here, fella. Yeah. 
No, nah, pretty uneventful night last night. Yeah, us too. I'm ready for uh, – I'm ready. Now, next week is going to be fun, right? Because it's like every night you'll have something to watch, at least on the Golf Channel. Oh. Right? Absolutely. You get ready for Masters. Get the par three on Wednesday next week. You got – yeah, I'm, I'm ready Live for Live from week. the Masters. Exactly. They just I already have a, angle. I already have a uh, Masters factoid that I saw on Twitter the other day that I went ahead and just saved to my phone so I wouldn't forget it. You know what? I, I didn't know that my wife liked pimento cheese until I got that email about you could order the food from the Masters. I was like, hey, look at this. Yeah. That's kind of cool. If we had like a watch party on Sunday, we can get some all of this. And it's like, oh, yeah, pimento cheese. You like pimento cheese? Hmm. Yeah. I didn't know that. It's a special recipe, too. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But she looks at it. She goes, "I think we could whip that all up here." I'm like, well, probably I for a lot. You couldn't have the cool master stuff, though, right? Like, I won't, we won't get the cops, yeah, or the napkins, or whatever, or whatever else comes with it. It was a pretty steep price to pay. I think it was a one one seventy five. Yeah, did it say how many it fed? Um, I looked through it. What all it gave you? It would feed few. Yeah, really would. Um, anywho. Anytime I get an email from the Masters, my heart stops. Oh, is this? What is this? No. I mean, the very coolest <laughs> thing would be oh, when you got just to- having the cups. Oh, yeah. The cooler thing would be bringing the cups home from Augusta. Of course. That and a hat. It's like my one goal. Like one of my goals, one of my bucket list. Obviously go to the Masters, but get a green hat. Get a hat from the Masters. You know, a couple of years ago, what was it, two years ago when I was invited into the patron shop by Masters.com? Remember that? Yeah, was the hat in there? Oh, there was all kinds of cool hats. But I just want the simple green hat. The regular old green Masters hat. The, yeah. There was a lot of nice, there was cool hats. I, did, I didn't even get a hat. I got a t-shirt and a shirt. Got shirt t-shirts for the family. Why did I hit you up on that? I can't remember why. I don't why. remember I don't why you why. didn't. I've know. never been invited back, so either I, I you didn't buy enough. I didn't buy enough, or I'm I'm, or I'm still you just wanting won the lottery happened to win. The, well, this guy has been put in a lot. I for mean, every there, year. there was a point. There was a part of me that thought, okay, now that I've been invited into the patron shop, does Maybe this mean I'm going to win the lottery is, is, for the tickets? Are, are tickets next? Turns out, no. They or just saw this. Then. Oh, this Aaron Cout guy is put in again. They felt bad for you. Like, hey, Joe, just put, just throw him some merch. Give I wish they'd feel bad for me every year. I'd love to be in, in the patron shop. Yeah. Made you feel cool. I, I can't even imagine what it would feel like if you actually got tickets. It would be like winning the lottery. But I mean, like that feet, like. Oh, yeah. You're, you would you would fall out of your chair. You'd flip, right? You wouldn't get the rest of the work, uh, the day's work done. I'd leave. <laughs> I'd start preparing for the trip right Again, kind of like if you won the lottery. If I got those, my numbers red, I'd be calling in. Uh, hey, boss. Not going to be in today, tomorrow. Oh, man. For some reason, I can't log into my. What's going on? I'm trying to log in to my master's account to make sure that I'm not in the patron shop. Uh-oh. I'll probably do that. I'm going to quit before I get kicked out. Yeah, you, to reset your password and all that stuff. Yeah, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do I don't that. want to look like the, you know, that guy. <laughs> mm. 
Anyhow, yeah, it is. I mean, Masters. It's. This is a good week. I mean, this get, here's weekend's a, gonna be fun. You got, of course, the Final Four, and and then um, it's Masters week. Friday to fr- this Friday to next Sunday is my favorite week of the year. What's Friday? All right, Saturday. I'm sorry. Oh, Saturday to Sunday okay. is my favorite week of the year. Yes. Oh, my, my mother's got some cups you can borrow from the Masters. Oh, I can borrow them? Yeah, we can't have them, but she's got some. Well, I'll meet her at our favorite drinking establishment in Canute. Because she has some. Question on the text line, who you picking? In the, on the, for the Masters? Who you picking? Liz, I haven't started there. I'm not, not going to go there. I haven't done my homework just yet. I might have like a a group of guys in my head because I've been loosely paying attention to these tournaments leading up and like and that's where I go. It's who's playing good, who's not hot, but who's playing solid golf right now. You could one year I picked Adam when the year Adam Scott won it, I leaned on that. Like, okay, this guy's playing really good and he came up and won it. There's a and about fifty percent of me picking that was just luck. There there really is a correlation between if you go back and look over the past like 10 years or so, who plays well in Phoenix has been really playing well at Augusta in the same year. So that would lend, lend you towards Scotty Scheffler since he won there. Yeah. You know, it's going to be hard for me because of his form this week or the past week. You know, Rory, he's been really good. Can he finally get that? career grand slam put away it's a guy that always you have to look at because of his length and and the way that he can hit it just gotta play solid on sunday man or even well, saturday no, here, it seems like he's he, he has one bad round one bad round right was it last year that he shot what 64 was that last year that he hold it from the bunker in the last round was that two years ago where it was back to back he played outs? solid last year i just can't he had that one bad round i can't remember what day it was I think it was two years ago when that happened. Him and Morikawa were holding it out from the bunker, back to back shots. Was that last? Okay. Anyway, it may have been last year. Looking up the odds, I mean, the guy I had in my mind is is the odds-on favorite. Scheffler, who? Rom. Really? Followed by Sheff- Scheffler. Say, so, yeah, I'll disagree then, with then that. Then Rory. I'll disagree with that. Even though Rom can absolutely win there, but he's just like I said. I have a group of guys in my head. And I'll probably narrow that down come this time next week. See, I like Dakota, Ricky Fowler, uh, from the periphery. He's been playing a lot better. And I've, guess I've what? I mentioned that. I've, and he I've mentioned can, that. He has played really well there at times. Ever since he's – he hasn't stepped away, but ever since he's kind of got out of the spotlight, adjusted some things with his game, namely his swing – Live guys are getting to play, yes. Yeah. Yeah, the live guys will play all the all the majors. Did you see Gary Player this morning? I did not. You know, it, there's some controversy surrounding him and his son, the way he tries to market things at Augusta, and, and you know good and well they do not like that, to try to make it all about him mm. instead of, you know, the, the Masters. The Masters, yeah. So I'm sure there's some some hurt feelings from Gary Player in regards to that kind of thing. He ranked his majors, and he had Augusta as the fourth best major. I mean, come on. 
You can't even be that vindictive to try to put the PGA above the Masters. Let's go. Come on, Gary. <laughs> Currently, on, you Gary. can. Well, he did. <laughs> That's also a reason why they don't ask him to come, probably. Hey, uh, Gary, champion's dinner. Sliders in the, the bone-in ribeye was good that Scotty served this year. You'll never know, though. Because of the way you try to monetize our golf, our golf event. You want to make some money? Uh, we need a valet driver. We'll give Masters picks next week. Yeah, but I, I, I mean, you know how we do it: first, second, and third can be anybody, and then a, a dark horse, which would be anybody outside of the top twenty-five in the official world golf rankings. There's one guy that you always have to consider at Augusta because of the the way he's played there since he's come on the scene. And it almost and it almost doesn't even matter how he's been playing anywhere else, and that's Jordan Spieth. Spieth has been great there. And you know, there's that lingering other fella. That other fella. That other fella that's one one less than any of these things of in the history of golf. You know. The guy that'll wear the red shirt on Saturday mm. or on Sunday, I mean. Well, we hope he's wearing. We hope we see him playing Sunday. You just always wonder about. I mean, around here, you never know. Don't know what his health is. He didn't look too bad at uh, at Riv at Riviera for a bunch of that. You always just, just kind of. You always wonder if there's lightning in the bottle one more time for him for Tiger. Because of his knowledge of that golf course and because the way that, I mean, that matters so much. As yeah. much or more than any other golf tournament, you're in, you're out for sure. But uh, anyhow. Well, first thing, his steps are have being a good, able to have walk. A, have a good Thursday. Well, quite literally. Have a good Thursday. Make the cut after Friday. And then put yourself in a position after Saturday, and you never know. But, and, but it's the a lot first, to ask for first, a dude that doesn't look like he can walk four yeah, rounds. Yeah, it there. is. But I go back with him. It's, with Tiger, is just make the cut. The weekends are better when Tiger's playing, right? Oh yeah. Saturday, Sunday is a lot better, and everybody wants that, eh, kind of, including CBS. I don't know. If he just makes the cut and then, then plays struggles. terrible on Saturday, it's no, it doesn't do any good to have. When him you there. have to tune in really early Saturday to watch him, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's not fun. So, him being around would be fun. Yeah, around. So anyhow, I mean that's we'll dive right into that. You can next, always probably. that's that's the one thing that if anyone's listened to this show at all. You can always get me off the topic that we had at hand by asking about the Masters every single time. It doesn't matter what time of the year it is. If there's a Masters question, next thing you know, the whole first segment is gone. It's an easy deal. It's it's like you know when you're a it's kid. It's a rabbit hole for it's, sure. It's like when you're a kid and you had that that one or two teachers that you knew you could get off subject. You know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And just by asking about some kind of some other topic. Yeah. That's the way I am with the Masters. If you hear the rundown, you go, God, I don't really want to, I don't really care about any of that. Just fire in a Masters question to the text line. Ironically, the those, next thing you know, 20 minutes later, here yeah, we are. Those teachers or the coaches, like, hey, coach, how was your game on Friday night? And if it, it was a good game, they won't stop talking about it. 
Or yeah. if it was a bad game. Well, you knew better than <laughs> asking a bad game, surely. Yeah. Well, it depend on what coach it was. There's one coach. Very rarely he was happy. He was a history teacher. I won't say his name. Great guy. I love the guy. But even if they won, he was still mad because he came back on film from film on Sunday afternoon and then Monday morning mm-hmm. like, hey, coach, how's the game? Well, I just watched film. And let me tell you, Mr. Willie Bowen, you did bad on the block. And he would just rip us. I'm like, oh, my goodness. Like, Coach, I wasn't even on the team, man. Speaking of coaches and history <laughs> teachers, we'll have one of those right in the studio yeah, on that's Thursday. Right. Uh, Elk City Baseball head coach Jay McClure will be with us at 930 on Thursday. So, Jay Mac stopping by. Uh, it's an interesting week this week. No, no district games today or yesterday. Uh, but coming up at the end of the week, going down to the defending 4A champion Blanchard. And then the next day, on, so that's Friday, and then Saturday – uh, at Chickasha, which Chickasha is really Chickasha good. Chickasha is good, and, and a big part of that, you know why? It's because they have a brand-new head coach, Kevin James, Lumpy. A lot of people remember him uh, when he was here at Sayre back in the in the late the 90s, early 2000s, before he went to UConn. And he just came from UConn down to Chickasha, and he's got that team really rolling. I think 11-1 and or 12-1, and something like that. They Maybe are... 13-1 after yesterday. Fifteen and fifteen one. and one. Oh, so they Their played a one bunch loss this weekend. Is that one, one nothing to Tuttle. One nothing to Tuttle. Yeah. So they listen. That's a good team. So the Elks will have their hands full here. I mean, here's some of their scores: ten nothing, ten nothing, ten two, fourteen zero, twelve zero, thirteen four, eleven three. You get the idea. Yeah. So that's uh, that'll be a, a a challenging week uh, ahead for the Elks. We'll, we'll pick J Max brain. Coming up on Thursday. All right, let's step aside. We'll come back. We will talk about that mock draft that Mike Tannenbaum has put out. Got some questions about that. Also, we'll tell you all about Paul Jones Drug. Rodney Skinner at Paul Jones Drug. Care you can trust right here in the Elk City area. It is a Paul Jones Drug Tuesday. We'll be back here on 98.1 FM, the Sports Animal. Paul Jones Drug is Elk City's most experienced compounding pharmacy, meaning they can custom make your prescription medications to your doctor's specifications, safely and effectively providing you with exactly what you need. And for your convenience, Paul Jones Drug has a drive through pickup window as well as curbside service for testing and vaccinations and offers free local delivery. Just a couple reasons you should choose Paul Jones Drug, 809 North Main Street in Elk City. I'm Rodney Skinner with Paul Jones Drug, and I promise we provide care you can trust. The Skinny on Sports. Welcome back to Skinny on Sports, 98.1 FM, the sports animal. It's a Paul Jones Drug Tuesday. Let's tell you about Paul Jones Drug with Rodney and the gang down at 809 North Main Street here in Elk City. Paul Jones is the oldest compounding pharmacy in Elk City. That means they are the most experienced. Uh, free Free local delivery got drive-through pickup, curbside testing, and vaccinations. I've also got something called a blister pack. That is your long-term care unit packaging. Blister packs ready to roll there at Paul Jones Drug. 809 North Main in Elk City. Paul Jones Drug is care you can trust. We'll tell you all about them as we move along throughout the show. Also, coming up a week from today, Jared, you know what it is? You know what's happening a week from today? A week from today, the 4th, that is when you are going to go to the polls and vote to your precincts and vote. Is that? Am I wrong? It's actually my sister's birthday. Oh, well, I'm sorry. I didn't know that. But you're right about that. But you're right about the other thing. April 4th is the vote on the sales tax extension. 
It's not a new tax. It's not an additional tax. It's just extending the half-cent sales tax that was approved by the voters back in 2015 uh, that went to fund the building of the elementary school. Um, You're looking to extend that for another eight years through 2031. What will it do? It will help pay off the loan for the elementary school this summer, so the city will be able to pay that off early, uh, two years, by the way, two years early. And then it starts going to repurposing um, the remodel of the police station, fire station, expand the fire station. There's lots of good that can come from just extending the current half-cent sales tax. I think that's the most important thing that we can get out there is it's nothing you haven't been doing for the past eight years. It's just extending that on out another eight to go to help protect and serve. It's part of the CAPS 2 uh, initiative here in Elk City. Yeah, you don't need to change your budget. You don't need to. It's, it's just a, it's the, the same. same. And it, it's just change. Yeah. This is a need. This is an absolute and need. And it also, the beauty of it is because of where this town is situated, it gets a lot of commerce from citizens that aren't citizens of Elk City. True. And so in a lot of ways, uh, all the surrounding communities help pay for this funding of the uh, remodel. The I like that the because obviously I don't put, pay a property tax, right? but I definitely pay a sales tax. I mean, this is where I do my grocery shopping. It's where I bring my family to go out to eat. I mean, my kid is addicted to Maurice's. So, yeah. I like that. It's good stuff. Did you before we get into this mock draft? Did you happen to see what happened to JT Riamuto yesterday? Yes, I did. I saw the John Boy breakdown too. It was great. <laughs> so unreal. It was pretty amazing that. Uh, so if you didn't see it, he's he's behind the plate, and the pitcher kind of as he's messing with the ball realizes her cut in the first one. And so he just throws it over toward the dugout. Riamuto isn't paying attention at that point to what the pitcher's doing. He sees him like out of the corner of his eye, but as the as he's kind of noticing it, then he puts his glove up for the home plate umpire to put a ball in the glove. Home plate umpire just fires it to the pitcher. So then the pitcher gets it, he starts kind of working with it, and he decides, you know what? I don't like this one either. Throws it over to the dugout. Riamuto is paying attention at this point. And so he kind of puts his glove up to get a ball, handed in his glove. It takes a little – now the umpire is not really paying attention. Riamuto doesn't turn around. He just decides, okay, he's going to throw He's going to throw it back to the – he's going to throw another one to the pitcher. Yeah. Puts his glove down. As the umpire tries to put it in his glove, the umpire kicked him out of the game. Said he was showing him up. And you could see, you could read Riamuto's mouth. He was like, I thought you were throwing it back to the pitcher. Yeah. So I dropped my glove. Did you watch the breakdown of this? Oh, absolutely. He makes, and and if you, if those who don't know, he's a great follow on, on socials, is John Boyd, all on, J-O-M-B-O-I. You've seen the, his breakdown of, of sporting events, mainly baseball, but he pointed out that that umpire – He's a triple-A umpire, and that's where they kind of bring in these guys to you know, kind of get them ready for the next level. And I guess he was just trying to assert his dominance as an umpire. I don't know. 
But the pitch before that, though, was well, it wasn't a pitch because the clock he called ran the time. out. Called the time, and, he, and it was a, rolled a ball, and it evened up the count at two and two. And so I think that was in the back of the umpires when I was like, okay, they're trying to get back at me for something I can't control, and that the pitch clock. But it's pretty ridiculous. It was in. Oh, if you and, haven't and seen here's it, the deal. go find it's it. Spring training. So he just kind of doesn't matter. Riamuto so, just kind of laughed it off. Yeah, so in a you, lot of that's ways. what I was gonna okay. say. It's funny. It was just funny. The whole situation was funny. So the crew chief came in as they were discussing this. Of course, the manager comes out too, and his name was Doug, wasn't it? I think so. I, I because know. as Riamuto, so of course it's spring training, and so he he takes off his stuff in the dugout. Well, the clubhouse isn't behind you know down the stairs like it would be in Philly. So then he's got to walk all the way out yeah. to like the bullpen and get out of the, the you know go to the, the go to the facility that way. And as he's walking, he walks by the crew chief. I'm pretty sure his name was Doug, and he said, "Doug, that's the first time I've ever been ejected in my in my career. Like over two thousand games, yeah. I've never been ejected." I like how he kind of owned up to it. He was like popping up the crowd, like, "Yeah, yeah. I, I can put this one on my resume. But I've was, been ejected." It was just like, man, of all the things, and I mean, you see, you see something ridiculous with the pitch, the the clock the pitch clock every day and i think you're right because that because the umpire called a clock violation violation before any of right before this happened he was already on high alert and then he thought he was getting punked right and he threw the ball down to the ground i mean you could tell that maria muto didn't know because he had his glove up he put his glove down and all of a sudden he it's like he sensed something hit the ground and he kind of looked like startled the way he reacted and then he turned around and he was like, what? <laughs> he threw me out. <laughs> Anyhow. So bizarre. Yeah, umpire needs to chill out, Sam. You're exactly right. That's what it was. That, I mean, at the end yeah. of the day, that's all it was. But it was it was really humorous because it was spring training. What probably wouldn't have been very much – what probably wouldn't have been near as funny if that had been a, a real regular season game. Oh, um, no, no. When, there there would have happened. been some, a lot of jawing. <laughs> yeah, a lot, a lot more veins bulging out of necks if yeah. that really mattered. Yes. All right, so Mike Tannenbaum has been a GM – in the NFL, he's now an analyst for uh, ESPN. He released a mock draft this morning through the lens of a GM instead of just a guy trying to get it right. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so he has the Carolina Panthers selecting a Bryce Young, number one overall pick, quarterback out of Alabama, which means I mean Houston is in a position. Where they're, they're just, it's almost akin to the Thunder in the Odin Durant draft, right? Right. You're going to get who they don't take. Yeah. And in, and, and at the time, you're thinking, we're good with either one of these guys. Well, and I think that's where Houston is as well, because I, I don't think there's, for me anyway, I don't think there's a clear separation between either one of these guys going into the draft. And so, therefore... I think you're okay with – there's no sense in selling the farm just to get a guy that you like too. Or, or you know what I'm saying, just to get above – you can sit here and wait and just kind of see who they like and you take the other one. Mm-hmm. So I, there's not – I don't think that there's a pressing need to try to get to that number one overall pick because you're going to be okay with either one of them. Who do you think the Panthers going to take? I think that they, I think they will go Bryce Young. I think they will stick with that. 
for no other reasoning than that's what everyone's telling me. Ask, think, me, ask me who I think they should take. Who? C.J. Stroud. That's who I would take, too. But Dakota. I think they will take Young. See, I think I, they're going to take his Stroud. size concerns me, but I think Stroud has more of a pro build. I say they're going. I think they're going to take. You think Stroud? You think Stroud? Mm-hmm. Okay, I do. I think they are, and that's who I would take too. It, you know, the question, next question is, who do you think the best quarterback in the draft? I personally think it's C.J. Stroud. He's bigger. It just it. it as, as good as Young was, and Bryce Young was awesome, especially when he had those the, the year before when he had all those guys surrounding him. And, yeah, there you go on the text line. He was surrounded by talent at Bama, which so was C.J. Stroud. I mean, let's be honest. Even without Jackson I Smith mean, and Jigba, yeah. they still had an all-world receiving group up there at Ohio State. But, man, did anybody watch that Georgia game? Exactly. I was going to go there, that semifinal game. Holy Moses. Now, Young lit Georgia up the year before. In the SEC title game, Georgia kind of got a little bit of their revenge in the national championship game. But if it's me, I just I think Stroud's best is better than Bryce Young's best. And I don't necessarily and, and it doesn't necessarily have to do with size. Although that's kind of a concern. And it, it's not that he's five ten. It's that he was two oh four, which was over what he played at at the combine he clearly tried to gain weight just to make himself look better bigger than he was then you see him at the pro day like you know 10 days later and he's already lost that weight back to the normal looking Bryce Young um and so I think you're looking at a guy that's more 5'10 190 ish when he plays Uh, and you know Stroud's not a monster but he's a bigger guy and it's just that man Bryce Young's build he he's not built like some of the you know like Russell Wilson. What Russell Wilson's short, but he was stout. Mm-hmm. You know it's it's the it's being short and then also being pretty slight. That's where I'd be a little bit concerned. But it, but it's not even that though. Honestly, I just think C.J. Stroud's it, the the accuracy. Now Young has the intangibles. Man, you saw him do a lot of cool things in the in, in college at Bama, creating plays, keeping. But is he athletic enough to to do that to do that in the pros to take advantage of it? Probably, but maybe not. And then, and then once he starts getting, once he starts with the improvisation, that's when you get somebody hurt. And so I would, I would take. I think Stroud's the best one. Who do you think's the best player in the draft? Period. Oh, that's a great question. You always want to go skill, but. I can see Will Anderson Jr. being in that conversation. If it wasn't for quarterback needs in those top two picks, he could be the number one guy. What say you? Man, I think that's a definite possibility. I I don't know what to make of Jalen Carter. Yeah. I just don't know what to make of him because, I mean, when 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 the the charges came down or what have you, I don't think that was enough to to scare a bunch of teams off. I mean, it was a dumb mistake, but it was you know it was just it. There's been a lot worse things happen to to guys heading into the draft than what he did. But then at the pro day, 
he looked doughy. He looked out of shape. Yeah. And so now the the question marks of you know you know decision making. Like, dude, all you got to do for like three months here, man, is walk down the narrow path for three months and your life has changed forever. And it almost feels like he's like self-sabotaging this in a way. And so that, that doesn't make you feel great about his long-term <laughs> possibilities, right? No. And I have the question, how far is he going to drop? So you almost... It's hard. It's hard to say him right now. I, I think he might be the most talented one, but it, it right now it looks like he that talent has a chance to not ever come to fruition in the NFL because he's just not doing what he's supposed to be doing. So then, yeah, I think then, then Will Anderson pops right up next. I, I, the, a guy that is really intriguing to me, and it's a guy that we saw a bunch, and I just I don't remember him. Being like thinking, whoa, that guy's going to be a top 10 pick in the draft. And that's Tyree Wilson, defensive end from Tech. Do you do you remember watching him thinking, huh, Tech's got a top 10 pick on defense? No. I don't remember. I mean, I just don't. He had 14 sacks the last two years after he transferred from A&M to Tech. Anyway, but they've got him going to to Detroit, opposite Aiden Hutchinson. If if that's if he's that good, now you're talking about some monsters, right? Yeah, yeah. and that's looking pretty good uh, on defensively for for Detroit, which is obviously where they need some help. Yeah, Scott's exactly right. As so, how far do you think Jalen Carter drops? Someone's gonna be desperately enough, desperate enough to need to get him, and I could see here where Detroit, like you said, looking to, they need that help. Okay, and so really to take a flyer on him, you know. Okay, so that's, I, I find this interesting where he where he drops in this mock draft down to eighteen at Detroit because in my mind, and Scott just Texas as well, he seems like a dude that needs the Steelers, or needs the Patriots. Those, you know, the, the, those types of organizations. And if it, and if I'm him, and I know I'm dropping, he's got to be praying that the Steelers are the team that pick him up. And this actually has the Steelers passing to take a, a cornerback in Witherspoon. That's probably a need pick. Because you know you put, you replace Sutton with Patrick Peterson. Patrick Peterson isn't the long term answer at thirty two. So maybe you know this is a this is more of a need. And I promise you, the Steelers are too good a drafting organization to just draft for need. Mm-hmm. If they see that value and that talent, they'll they'll take the best player. If if they're evaluate and, and you even you wonder about some of these teams because you know up two months ago. The Steelers probably would have felt like it's wasting their time to talk to this kid. Having the seventeenth pick, what, what are we? What does it matter what we think about him? He's never getting here. So you wonder how much <clears throat> coming out of the out of the combine, then out of, after the pro day, where he shows up a little bit out of out of out of shape. 
how many of these teams in the middle of the first round all of a sudden have to really start to evaluate a guy that they just simply didn't think they needed to evaluate because he was never, ever, ever going to be there. And how that process goes. And, and if they decide, you know what, here's the problem for him. If he's passed by a team like that, where does he stop falling? I mean, I hate to make I hate to make this too much like draft day. Where it's going to go? What's wrong with the guy? Yeah, but I mean, it, first off, you already got to seventeen, and then oh yeah, the Steelers will take him and mold him, and uh oh, those interviews. There's a lot to that, no doubt. Because they could look at it and go, this guy doesn't want to work. He just he just wants to get paid. He just wants to show up and get paid. I have a hard time believing at the end of the day that Jalen Carter is going to be taken eighteenth. Just for what you said, it's. I mean, I think once you start getting down, you're going to get to some desperate to ten or eleven or twelve. I mean, which is weird to say you get middle of the round, middle of the first round, and start and throw out the word desperate with teams. But I just think the value is too high. Yeah, I mean, you don't think that Belichick at fourteen, that may be where you start to wonder. Uh oh, because I mean they they've been an organization known for that kind of thing, like the the Belichick rehab. Mm-hmm. On a, on a lot of mm-hmm. guys, and it's and you know what, and I, I think they probably believe that their culture is such that they can turn him around no matter what. Get him into our program, get him into our our culture, and we can turn him around. And he'll and unleash that potential, which is immense, as much as anybody in the entire draft. So that's that's one to watch. You know, a lot of times it's quarterback that you're. You know, like, uh oh, the quarterback's falling. The quarter, you know, and then, you know, you get those iconic views of Geno Smith or Aaron Rodgers or, or whoever else. Brady Quinn. Brady Quinn. Yeah, that, that are just falling like a rock. It might be Jalen Carter this year uh, that could be doing that. How many running backs do you think are going to go in the first round? I think only one should. And according to this mock draft, I don't, I'd be shocked if, because of how, I guess, how we perceive running backs and how we value them. Anything above twenty would be a little shocking to me, but um, I think I think Robinson is a first round guy from Texas, so I'd say one. Yeah, the only uh, uh, Gibbs is in this one as well. Jameer Gibbs right. uh, transferred to Alabama, played this year. He can catch, he can run. I think there's a possibility, but it just seems like teams. I mean, I, I would be. Here's what I would say: I'll be more surprised if there's two than zero. Yeah, because even as talented as Bijan Robinson appears to be and has been at Texas, it just seems like that position, and especially you know a guy like Jalen Carter starts falling. You know, here they've got him going 19 to Tampa. Well, what if Jalen Carter's available? Yeah, and, you know what I'm saying. But yeah. you know how that then that starts to affect the dominoes. And all of a sudden, teams that thought, okay, well, Bijan could be there. And, you know, if this guy isn't, then this guy isn't, then this guy isn't, we'll, we'll take the flyer on the running back, which isn't even a flyer. I think a lot of people think he could be, he's like a top five talent in the draft. He just plays a position that doesn't warrant that pick in this you don't want to pay day and age for a guy. Of, yeah. of, of the uh, National make, Football League. You don't want to make a Zeke mistake. Let's be honest, you know. Which is wild because Zeke led the league in rushing twice. Under that rookie deal, mm-hmm. but that but that's where you have to. That, that's where the line in the sand is because the problem wasn't early Zeke; it was got paid Zeke. 
But yeah. you, but he was really good. I mean, you you drafted him, and he was really good. But then the problem started after that, and that's where that, that's why it's always going to be with these guys in this current NFL where the quarterback is king and the running back. I mean, and there's so many of them that, you, that, that are just found every year. What about the Cowboys? I mean, this this mock draft has them selecting a tight end. I think that that is something that they will definitely look at because of Schultz being gone, a fit to replace him. I haven't seen this tight end there, though, much. Michael Meyer. Or Mayer. I guess it's actually Mayer. Michael uh, Meyer. Yeah. Whoops. That's that's the other guy from, from the movies. That's right. <laughs> uh, tight end Notre Dame. Although I hope this guy slays. Is that a dad joke? Kind of. Bad one. Bad one. You know who bad. has, you know where you can always find a dad joke? Beat Bobby Flay. You ever watch that? program on the food network no he's he's loaded with them that's funny couple of couple of times a, a, an ap- episode he fires one out but anyway um yeah well schultz gone that that again rises more needs or questions of what dallas could do i've seen dalton kincaid from uh, utah i think he is more in the mold of what schultz was size wise mayor's bigger but kincaid they have him going 16 to the commander's yeah, I don't think he'll be there. You're right. So you're looking tight end. You're probably looking um, a receiver could be a possibility. Offensive lineman could be a possibility. Defensive lineman. Somebody in the middle, especially a big space-eating guy, is always a possibility for the for the Cowboys. You know, And then you start looking at other things down the road. And then as, there's as running death. back. You know, do they sign then, somebody between <clears throat> now and then? They've been in talks. They've had people. Well, they signed Ronald Jones. Yeah. You know, do they shore up depth? But I think they can shore up depth right there at the running back position in later rounds. Does that make sense? It, it does, especially because they uh, put the franchise tag on Tony Pollard. Yes. And because it's a freaking running back. Let's stop drafting him in the first round. Uh, I'm, that ship has sailed for me. I'm, I don't want to see it. See, you I can don't... find value in later rounds for a better price. You can't. Fulfill more more pressing needs and i'm not even sure i mean is tight end that Could offensive be. line defensive line i feel like value i value it more i mean you're gonna need somebody to replace tyron smith here pretty shortly you did get tyler smith so maybe that's you know when steel comes back healthy mm-hmm. maybe then you already have that short up and you're just waiting you you, you can play smith at a tyler smith at a guard Waiting on He played pretty good Tyron. when he was yeah, kind of thrust into that position as, he a, did. as a rookie. He played really well. You know, if Steele goes to left tackle, Tyler Smith can can bounce out to right tackle. You got Martin, you got Biotish. I mean, there, there's always – but that's the thing, though. It wasn't that long ago where it felt like the Cowboys were young and awesome on the offensive line. Those guys are old now. Yeah. I mean, so it, it's a constant process of of, of processing your, your, your roster to have the young, the young guys – in positions to succeed. It feels like if they can hit a home run with this pick at 26, that would be almost the perfect almost the perfect offseason. Because they did so many things away from the draft that were got B-plus to A-minus grades, you know, whether it be by trades or cutting Zeke, all that stuff. Right now they can just 
This is like frosting on the cake for him. Well, the only bad thing, like I said, is the running back. But I, that's I'm just the, not comfortable drafting a running back anymore in the first round. But that, but you do. Like if I'm Buffalo, and Bijan Robinson is there, uh, yeah, you I take see, him yeah, all day long. That that, that as the I as will the concede a little bit on that as so the if, difference yeah. between getting beat in the you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. that if if that's the the thing that puts you over the top into the Super Bowl, you think it's going to, you absolutely do it. Yeah, if that's the thing. I, I mean, just don't think the Cowboys like, are it's there. It's kind of like the C.D. Lamb thing. It was like, he's there. You have to take him. And they did. And well, it gets, the, it gets to that point, too, where, you know, if he is just too so ta- much too better. Too talented to overlook. Right. Yeah, I get that. But if and at twenty six, but, but I'm not. I, but Gibbs though doesn't do it for me. No, I, no, 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 no. It's only Bijan. It's only Robinson. Yes. No, no, no. It's only Robinson at twenty six that you would. I'm not even gonna say happy, but I think you'll end up happy until about the third year of his contract when you have to redo it and then pay him a bunch of money. Then and you're going. He goes off but, to Mexico and he sets out. For but the, by that <laughs> point, though, the the thing is about uh, by that point, he's not going to have the workload on his shoulders that Zeke did because you've got Pollard at least for this year and because Robinson will be a rookie you can almost afford to to do that again if you wanted to or let him move on you know what what have you but but there's a a chance where you know a lot of these guys get taken early they're the they're thrust into the role of the three down back he doesn't necessarily have to do that with Pollard still on the roster and so what I'm saying is you save some tread on the tires before you start paying him. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if Cowboys roster is quite to that point to where. But if you, at 26, he's going to be the best player you can take. If, you're, if your draft philosophy is take the best player on your board, it's going to be him. You can book yeah, that. Yeah, you know on draft night when it gets to that pick and the, you always see in the bottom line, best Best available. available. Oh, he'll he'll be the best if he's available. Still there, he'll be best. Yeah, he'll be the best available from like pick six. Yeah, yeah. On a lot of these guys' boards, and then you you know you get him at twenty six. I think it's a possibility, but I don't. I don't think the Cowboys want to do it. But I think if it gets to it, they're going to have to do it. That makes sense. Yeah, I think everybody in this draft, and then there's next year too. Who's the tight end that will be out? Brock next Bowers. Year? Everyone's looking for that next superstar tight end. Sure they are. It's become an amazing position just over the last five years So anytime so. a tight end gets drafted, especially in the first round, they're going to go, is that going to be the next guy? That's right. The unguardable guy? We'll be back here on a Paul Jones Drug Tuesday. Paul Jones Drug offers a free service that makes taking your daily medications safe and easy. It's called convenience packaging, meaning they can combine all of your daily medications and put them in sealed separate daily packages. This process replaces you from having to fill your daily medication dispenser. And as always, Paul Jones Drug prepares individual blister packaging for long-term care patients. With their drive through window, curbside service, and free local delivery, it's just more reasons you should choose Paul Jones Drug, 809 North Main Street, Milk City. I'm Rodney Skinner with Paul jones drug and i promise we provide care you can trust the skinny on sports welcome back skinny on sports 98.1 fm the sports animal wrapping up a paul jones drug tuesday paul jones drug 809 north uh, north main excuse me care you can trust right here in the elk city area convenience packaging we talk about it every time with them 
It's the individual packaging of your daily meds. No longer do you need to put your pills and load them up in the pill caddy. No, 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 no. They do it for you. Just open up your each package every day, take your pills, and boom, you're on your way. Durable medical equipment as well. It's like walkers, canes, crutches, wraps, and braces. Most insurances are accepted and also some really nice gifts and greeting cards down there as well. 809 North Main, that's Paul Jones Drug. Care you can trust right here in the Elk City area. A couple more questions on the text line, Jared, about the draft. I mean, we're a month away. Do you have a draft crush? Doesn't have necessarily have to be somebody at the top of the draft. I actually do. Like someone that you're just... You, you really like, no matter where anybody thinks he's going. You can't stop thinking about him. On your team. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, you know, I mean, okay. I, I haven't really th- thought about it till just now, but just looking at this list, this, this mock draft, and, and the one that's kind of below... Below... Uh, the 26th pick. How about Jordan Addison at wide receiver? Okay. Uh, being a Dallas fan, you know, we mentioned the needs there. He could be a he could be a nice compliment to CeeDee Lamb on the other side. So, I'll go there. How about you? My guy is Brian Branch. Alabama. Safety, corner, Swiss oh, Army knife there guy. We go. Yeah. I love that dude. Yeah. It seemed like every time Alabama played, 14 was making plays six foot 194 i think he's versatile he could do a lot of th- i love brian branch he is my draft crush i've even seen him on the first he's not in this one he's I been in the bottom of some of these first rounds here and there uh, you know free agency makes a difference on some picks because of what was signed yeah you know dallas is a perfect example of that uh with the trade for gilmore re-signing um oh gosh what's his name uh wilson so you know some of these kind of had a a a, def- or a a defensive back. Now that that need has kind of been filled, and obviously the wide open tight end void is there as well. You got Chase Brown, Dakota's crush. Uh, I mean, and, even Marvin Mims is getting a lot of attention with his to. forty time. And starting to. I saw an interview he did with the NFL Network yesterday. Yeah, on Good mean, Morning Football. He's getting some now, not first round attention, but he could be a guy that. Could make someone really happy if okay, he falls so, in the right position. So yesterday, and how about this? Do we have to give Lamar some love for not having an agent and his trade re- request that was made on March the 2nd did not come to light until yesterday? I don't believe that could have happened with an a- if an agent would have made that request, right? Don't you want that to come to light to well, push, eventually, push this through? Eventually, I think so. So... Dakota asked us, or said he hopes there's a dramatic Lamar trade. On draft night? On draft night, which I think that's a distinct possibility. Always, yeah. What would you give up for Lamar Jackson? Uh, it, well, if you're you Carolina, let's, let's, fair, let's, go, go, let's go Carolina. Okay. If you're Carolina, would you rather have young, your pick of quarterbacks or trade that pick for Lamar Jackson? So basically, you're saying if it's a, if it's a you, head you have up, the option of Young or Stroud or trade it for Lamar, or if Jackson. you like Levis, or if you like and what Levis, you know, whoever. Yeah, yeah, there's others there. Would you rather have the thought of one of those young guys or the proven commodity, what however proven that is, of Lamar Jackson? <laughs> he still has to prove me he can throw it. 
I mean, he's won an MVP. He has won an MVP. Are any? None of these guys are guaranteed to do that. I'm not pulling the trigger if I'm Carolina. You probably tell how I invest my 401k. I'm very, very <laughs> Conservative. safe. Conservative. Very safe here. <laughs> what about he's he's a risk for me. Yeah. What about Houston? So so. But if you say no to Carolina, that means you would say no as Houston as well, right? Because you'd you'd have your pick, right? I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, I was scoffing at the text. Oh, I know. <laughs> I was gonna, that was going to be one of the teams. <laughs> yeah. I, I think there's actually two that might do this. I could see – okay, go ahead. Let's finish the Houston. So talk. I don't think Houston will do it either. No. I don't think – Well, maybe. No, no. Maybe they're getting a here, new here's coach, the deal. But, you know, if they loved Bryce Young and are just eh on CJ Stroud and Young goes first, then maybe they consider it. Hmm. I think when you start look- trying to interject some new life down there in Houston with everything, new coach, sure, everything, and, and a new quarterback can do to that. Distance themselves as far away as they can from Watson. They want a new superstar quarterback. I can see them doing that. So I, I would think they'll pick a young guy though, just because of the price. Yeah. So I think when you really have to start looking is when you get to seven. No, wait a minute. They got Jimmy G. Never mind. I forgot the Raiders yeah. signed Jimmy G. I think you get to then, then right next, eight well, at Atlanta. Yeah. Even though they drafted Ritter last year, I think that's a distinct possibility, even though they're the first team that came out and said, no, we're not doing it, when even the thought a couple weeks back, oh, no, 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 we're not even thinking about that. And then the text line said to give up their firstborn for for Lamar at Washington. I think that is a definite possibility of a landing place with the commanders. Now, what do they have to give up? It wouldn't be a one-for-one swap here. I don't think they could get away with trading the 16th pick only for Lamar. So they're going to have to sweeten that pot with maybe next year's first or some, you know, something like that. Yeah. But I think you're looking at a distinct possibility with those two places – then after that, he wouldn't have to sell his home either. He'd love, he would love that. Yeah. I, <laughs> after that, I don't know, uh, you know, kind of what people think of him, but it, but as far as draft this night whole itself, drama though doesn't help his stock, in my opinion. You know who you know who is loving the fact that this came out? Baltimore. Nope. Who? The Jets. You know why? Now they have leverage in the Aaron Rodgers negotiations because they can say, you know what, Green Bay? Huh? Buzz off. We can get Lamar cheaper. Oh. He's younger. He's more versatile. We can get him at a better price. The Jets are loving. <laughs> the Jets might have even just said this <laughs> without knowing anything. Oh, that'd be funny. I could see him. I can see him. I don't think the Jets even want him. No. But, but uh, this helps them. They want to use that as leverage. I can totally Absolutely. get it. All right, thank you to Paul Jones Drug for Tuesday. Don't forget, Jay McClure in here on Thursday to talk Big Elk Baseball. Everyone have a wonderful afternoon. You've been listening to the Skinny on Sports podcast with Aaron Cow. Be sure to hit that subscribe button to get alerts of when the latest podcast is available. Thanks for listening. That ball is blistered to right. Way back, goodbye. Win something one time, and it could be a fluke. Do it twice and people know you're for real. Win it three times and we use the word dynasty. And if you win something a fourth time, now we're talking about total dominance. For the fourth time, the Oklahoma Association of Broadcasters has named Aaron Kalks the Skinny on Sports Report the non-metro sportscast of the year good afternoon western oklahoma i'm aaron kalk and this is the skinny on sports report congratulations aaron or should we say mr four-timer 
Now keep on dominating.